I didn't say I wanted to preach on that subject while the congregation was asleep. I'll preach as a dying man to dying men. We are getting our ideas from the Bible. We are taking the listeners for a swim in the text. We believe that only God makes a preacher, but we want to help him be more faithful. This is the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast with host, Pastor Rob Ginter. You know, I see you doing it, and and maybe you don't think anybody else notices that you're doing it. Eventually, they will. Eventually, they'll notice that you stay when you preach in the letters in the New Testament and the Psalms in the Old Testament because you struggle to preach through narrative passages. Well, that's why we're here, so you won't spiritually malnourish your congregation. February is Narrative Month on the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. Back again is Dr. Steve Mathewson. He's a senior pastor of Cross Life Evangelical Free Church in Liberty. Libertyville, Illinois, and the director of the Doctor of Ministry program at Western Seminary in Portland, Oregon. To catch up on last week's episode, muster yourself on over online to goversebyverse.com slash podcast. That's the archives. We relish you digging in and feasting there. Well, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. You mentioned last week that our sermons should be shaped by the genre of the text in such a way that if we're preaching through a narrative, then we would most likely do so with an inductive structure. You save your main point for the conclusion at the end while working with the various components of the story to get us there, as opposed to a deductive structure in which you state your proposition up front and unfold the implications of it like it's part of Paul's argument in Romans. Kind of coach us in doing that, to tell us things that we should be careful of while pre-preaching inductively and narratives. Yeah, I, I think one thing would be, I mentioned already, but giving giving the main idea away up front. So preach inductively unless there's a, there's a real evidence that uh, the passage is not inductive. You know, Joshua 7, we, we learn up front who, who did the sin. It was Achan, but, but there's tension in the story because it's, well, How's he going to be found out what's going to happen to him? So I'd, I'd say, uh, you know, try to preach inductively unless you, you see clear evidence that the passage is doing uh, something else. I, I think another danger in, in preaching narrative, if, if we're preaching inductively, is that we don't set up the story uh, at, the, you know, at the, the beginning. And I, I do think we have to help people understand uh, without giving them the answer, I think at least letting them know here's here's the issue that this narrative is dealing with, and maybe even framing it as a question. Uh, so when I'm if I'm preaching, say Judges 17 and 18, I'll I'll say uh, we're going to see this morning uh, what uh, we're going to see what what where idolatry gets you. You know what are the consequences of idolatry? We've all heard that. You know, worshiping idols is not a good thing, but but is that really is that really the case? You know, what 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 happens when we worship idols? So what that does is that gives people uh, uh, kind of a frame of, of reference as they listen to the story. They know that's that's the answer they're going to get. So I haven't given anything away except I've said this is what the this is what the narrative is about. So I would I would say that's important. Um, I think as well, when we're preaching narrative is, one of the dangers is, is you know, maybe making it sound more like a lecture or a lawyer's brief instead of a story. We, we have to tell the story. Again, we have to do more than that because we're preaching, but uh, we, we 
want to tell the story well, and, and that's, you know, stories are designed to, to lure people in and get their interest and then uh, eventually kind of sneak, uh, you know, these, these profound ideas, uh, you know, into our minds and hearts through that vehicle of a story in a way that uh, uh, sometimes just something more direct might not do. I mean, we, we know that works because that's what Nathan did when he uh, confronted David after David's sin of adultery, and he he used that narrative, drew David into it uh, about the, the man who stole somebody else's uh, sheep, even though he was a wealthy, uh, you know, owned a lot of sheep. And you know, at the end of that, David is furious and pronounces judgment on that man. And of course, Nathan says, "David, you are the man." So, yeah, in a sense, that's what we want to do when we. You know, we tell a story. So any anything that kills uh, uh, good storytelling is, uh, this is anathema. Yeah, let me give you one example. I, I think transitions are huge when it comes to any kind of sermon uh, form, but especially in preaching narrative. I think we have to work hard on not saying, all right, now let's look at verses six through eight. You know, and then we talk about it and we say all right, uh, now let's look at verses 9 through 12. And I've, I've heard sermons like that. And we, we really have to adopt the role of a good storyteller. And, and yeah, we refer people to, to verses, but we have to do it in a way so it's more than just, all right, now let's look at verses 9 through 12. And it can be something simple. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a big, long, profound transition. It might be something as simple as, as saying, how would you respond if you were David? Well, notice what he says in verses 9 through 12, or, or notice how he responds in verses 9 through 12. So it, it's kind of keeping that conversational style. You used that expression just a little bit ago, and I, I like that. It, it's really keeping that conversational style, trying to tell it like a storyteller would. You know, Think about uh, how we might tell this story to a group of fifth grade boys or girls and and maybe using some of those same approaches, even when we're preaching to adults. So when you're, you're speaking, you, you gave us the example earlier when you were talking about the book of Judges, I believe it was, mm-hmm. in which that you said these are the consequences of idolatry, and then you launch into the story, which brings up a question about a specific pitfall of how do we tell this uh, story as we preach while keeping our sermon unified with its, within itself, right, not scattered, and uh, keep our people moving in the direction that we want them to go. Because uh, it, it, may, it would make sense if we're doing it deductively to unfold something. So how do we lead them as opposed to unfold? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do think it starts with having a clear statement at the beginning that gives them some direction for what the sermon is going to address or what issue it's going to answer. But then I, I think it's just trusting the story, uh, you know, that, that people are going to be drawn in by a crisis and, oh, how's, you know, how's this going to be resolved? You know, what's going to happen to this character? And, and then developing that resolution. And then we get from there to the, uh, the, the main idea. I, I think if we follow that, I, I think we solve that problem. I don't think people will be lost. Uh, you know, it's interesting to me too, Rob, is that that uh, 
you know, people will watch maybe this, their favorite movie for the ninth time. You know, they, they sit in the edge of their seats, you know, at the kind of those same moments, those dramatic moments, and, and they relive the emotion, even though they know what's happening. So I, I think it's a way with stories from scripture. I mean, we know what happens to Goliath and what happens to David, but we, at, whenever we hear that story, whenever we, we revisit it, we, uh, we, we go through that emotional experience. So I, I think you can, if you tell the story well and give clear direction up front as to where you're headed, uh, you know, people won't feel like this is, this is scattered. They, they know that when they get to the end of it, they know what you've promised that the story will deliver. And I, I think, yeah, because I thought before, why should you go back and keep raising that question? This is, remember, this is what we're trying to answer. No, I, I don't think so. I think as long as you keep people engaged in the story, uh, you know, maybe they won't remember exactly what the payoff is, but they're so engrossed in the story. And then you get to the end and you, you're able to raise that question again. And that becomes your aha moment when you lay the idea on the table. The uh, end of the verse by verse preaching podcast, the payoff moment for us on it is the, uh, the what we call the lightning round, in which that we we ask you three questions, and uh, ask that you would answer those said three questions in a sentence. So, uh, question. It's not fair for preachers to have to do that, but, but you're right, Rob. Yeah, that's that's I guess give you a big idea, huh? It's it's uh, a, an exercise in brevity is what it is yes. for expositors. Uh, in closing, <laughs> a million times, biggest lie every Sunday, right? Yes. And never say that, by the way. If you're listening, never say in closing. One, you're lying. Two, you're showing them the, <laughs> the nuts and bolts. Just land the plane. And here's how we land the plane here today on the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. Question number one, Dr. Matthewson, give us a book recommendation on narratives that you yourself did not write the art of biblical narrative by robert alter and and you mentioned that uh in our previous conversation your book tell us a little bit about when it's coming out sure so uh the art of preaching old testament narrative was published uh, back in first published in 2002 uh, it's coming out in the second edition in june uh 2021 uh, that's a rabbit we chased. Uh, question number two, Dr. Matheson, um, what do you do for fun? Fly fish in Montana. Nice. I could go on about that for a long time, but there's my, yeah, there's my one sentence answer. <laughs> All right. And uh, question number three for us today is a hot dog considered a sandwich. Why or why not? I'd say yes, because it has a bun. Okay. Thank you very much for joining us today on the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. Thank you. It's been a privilege. Thank you for listening to the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. You can find us online at goversebyverse.com.